I am my beloved and my beloved's is mine. Unworthy, worn, worthless, and not good enough. The time is now for you to completely throw those lies out in the trash and reveal what the Word of God has to say about you. This podcast has come to reveal truths of love that are straight from the Word of God. It's time we rise up, take courage, and follow Him. We are called to be warriors for Christ. Let's equip, let's rise up, and let's be loved. Hi, I'm Lindsay, and this is Beloved Podcast. Hey, sister, what's up? I'm Lindsay, and this is the Beloved Podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by today. I could not be happier that you are here. Today, we are going to be talking about marriage. Now, before you go ahead and click next, if you're not married, trust me, like there is something in this for everyone. I want to talk to you about the earlier parts of marriage. So I, I hope that uh, our listeners are coming from many different seasons of life where maybe you're not married yet. You haven't even found your mate yet. Maybe you um, are a newlywed and maybe you are in kind of the, the uh, season like three to five year marriage. Oh my gosh, that was like crazy when newlywed kind of starts to... <laughs> phase away, you start realizing, oh, uh, sometimes I don't like this person. Um, Or maybe a more seasoned marriage, right? Where you've had kids, you're kind of in the crazy, you're learning to work together, you're discovering more about who you are as a person, and realizing that, you know what, sometimes you have to give to take, right? No matter what season that you're in, this is definitely going to be an amazing opportunity uh, for you today to listen. I have been married for, let's see, it'll be 14 years in uh, June. So, uh, John and I have been together for about 15 years. And uh, when we met, I immediately knew that he was my husband. Um, I immediately knew that I was going to marry him, which is crazy. But, uh, considering my life up until that point, (laughs) I had experienced a lot. And so finding him, I was very excited and, um, something in me just knew, uh, something attracted me to him. I just knew we were on, um, a ski trip with my church at the time and he was there as a friend and I saw him and I was like, I'm going to marry that man. (laughs) And it was one of those like 48 hour ski trips. You drive, you ski at night and then you come home. And so, uh, you really spend more time like driving than skiing, I guess. So I am not a skier. I'd never been skiing. It was a lot of effort and um it's definitely an activity where you don't have control so i didn't like it at all but i was determined to get 
to spend some time with John. And so I convinced him to teach me how to snowboard. And so I got to get on a snowboard and we still have this amazing picture that one of our friends just snapped of me and um, he's holding my hand as I'm in the snowboard. And that will forever be the most special picture um, that kind of marked like the first touch type, you know, of our friendship and our relationship. We got back from the ski trip and we were never apart. That was in January. I left for a traveling ministry to lead worship and teach kids about Jesus over the summer. And I was gone for three months and, um, I got back in August, he proposed and we got married the following June. (laughs) So it was quick and we were young, but we knew that God made us for each other and we didn't want to waste any time without each other. And so it's super cool because if I look back to that time, Oh man, like what I could tell young 21 year old Lindsay, right? It's okay if the clothes are staying on the floor. It's okay if a dish is in the sink, right? Um, the little things. Um, what I really wish that I could tell 21 year old Lindsay is communication. Men and women's brains, God designed our brains to be completely different so that they can complement one another and kingdom build together. My brain is nothing like John's as vice versa. His is nothing like mine. We complement each other. My weaknesses are his strengths. His weaknesses are my strengths. We're a team. We're one, right? When you get married, you're one. I am constantly seeing a world in front of our eyes that is being completely destroyed in homes. Satan is on the move. He's on the prowl. And he is convincing us that we need more that we're not happy, that our spouse isn't good enough, that he doesn't treat us well. What does the Bible say about that? Well, the Bible says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Wives, submit yourselves to your husband. Now, being submissive, you do everything he says. He's the leader. Okay, This is taken out of context so many times. Sister, when you submit to your husband, you submit to the Lord on behalf of your husband, loving and praying for him. If he is struggling, the last thing that you need to do is go and complain to your girlfriends about it. You need to stop and you need to call on the Almighty Father to heal him and help him. Full submission is loving your husband through his struggles, sins, heartaches, and battles. 
Because he is going through things that you might not even know about. Because maybe you haven't even asked. Now, I'm getting really serious really fast because I've been there in a selfish marriage where you simply think about your own desires and thoughts and happiness. That's not submission. Submission is fully giving full self over to Christ on behalf of your husband to love him and to support him and uplift him no matter what. Because, sister, he is one with you. And if he is doing something that is not glorifying Christ, then that is an attack on your home and you are to battle that out. Not him. The the battle, the, the sin that Satan is imposing on your home. Pray it out. So how can you do that? As a part of being submissive, well, you pray. You hit your knees. And be careful how you pray, the Bible says. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You praise God for your man that he has given you. You praise God for your marriage. Speak life into it again. Lord, thank you for my husband. Thank you for creating him. Thank you for making him a man of God. Thank you for giving him a job, making him a hard worker. Thank you for providing for our family through him. Thank you for loving him well. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, I ask that you would heal my husband from the sin and temptation and hurt and heartache and grudges and burdens known and unknown. Give us this day our daily bread. Ask him for the things that you desire. Lift up your husband to Christ. That is the way that you submit to your husband. Through him and loving him. That's the ultimate way is praying for him. He is to be the leader of your household. If you do this and you continue to do this, I do ask that you have a loving and accepting heart. And the next day, if he throws a tantrum or if it's not magically gone or healed, you don't throw up your arms and say, oh, well, because that's not how God works. Oh, my gosh. Could you imagine if he did that to us? If God just threw up his hands and said, oh, well, I'm done with her. We are to be like Christ in our marriage. Whether he is showing that to you or not right now, sister, you have a strong responsibility to our Father to be who you are supposed to be in your marriage. 
and the rest will come. The rest will fall into place. The rest will truly be beautiful. Now, communication. Let's talk about that. Like, you have to be realistic. Like, there is no marriage that is perfect because it's two imperfect people, two complete sinners, two completely different people. So you have to be realistic and you have to understand you're going to fight with your spouse. You're not going to enjoy the company of one another all the time. You have to accept that and you have to learn to grow in that. And you have to show yourself grace. You have to figure out this normal new life together as one. And you know, it took me a while to figure that out. I had to figure out that I couldn't put my husband on a pedestal because that's just setting him up for failure because he's not the perfect one. You have to put Christ first. He is the perfect one. And then everything else falls in place. Um, I have to show myself grace. And then in turn, I have to show grace to my husband. I have to let him lead. I have to let him be in charge. Because he has amazing dreams, ambitions, ideas for your family. Because God instilled those in him. And so it's important that we listen to our husband whenever he wants to lead us. One of the biggest killers of joy is comparison. You know, that he, Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And if you are comparing what happens behind the walls of your house to somebody's highlight reel, then that's not reality. You have to completely remember that the beauty of you two as husband and wife is what God put together. No one can separate because you won't let it. And the power of God that you can call upon, that you have the power to call upon, can save it from anything. So I want you to embrace this journey of marriage. It truly is a wild ride. I love looking back on all that God has taught John and I. We are a beautiful story of restoration and love and grace in a marriage. It's not easy. Oh my gosh, it's not easy. And if somebody tells you that it is, I wouldn't listen. (laughs) Right now, I want to pray for your marriage. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for this sister that is listening today. She may be coming in hopes of a mate. If that be the case, I pray that she find peace in knowing that he is there, but he is not ready yet for her because you are still doing a beauty in his heart as well as hers. 
so that whenever they are completely put together and found together, that it is perfect union in one in your timing. Because we know that the Bible tells us that your timing is perfect and you know the plans that you have for our life. So I pray for that sister who is waiting for a mate, that she may have peace in remembering that today. I pray for the newly married wife that is trying her hardest to do and to be all the things. May she show herself grace today in knowing that she cannot do all the things or be all the things because she is not to be on a pedestal or to put her husband on one because Christ is above all. And we will constantly fail and that is okay because we have a Savior that says, Daughter, you are my child. You are loved and you do not have to be perfect. You have to just need me. I pray for the marriage that is absolutely at the end of its rope. The wife that has been praying for her husband for years. Give her complete hope today in knowing that you can restore that you can perform miracles and you will do beautiful things for that home again. That you are working on restoring and healing so that when it is put back together, that it is put back together even stronger in your name. God, we ask that you restore homes that they may be filled with husbands and wives that lead and submit so that they can go out into this world and build beautiful warriors for Christ that can change this world. Restore our homes. Put them back together. Build us up in this dark world. We trust you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus, and we know that you will make this perfect again. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening today. I love you, sister. We'll talk soon. I am really happy that you made your way here today. Maybe you don't understand exactly the words that we're talking about whenever I mention Jesus and the life that he has for you. If you have more questions about becoming a Christian or following him, I would love to be able to help. In Romans 5, 8 tells us, but God shows and clearly proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Sister, God loves you. No matter what you've done, God loves you. He died on the cross for you so that we may forever spend eternity with him. If this is something that piques your interest or you want to know more about, please feel free to reach out 
at besimplymama at yahoo.com. I would love to help you and walk you through the process of becoming a Christian so that you may be able to shine some beautiful light on this world. I love you, girl. And I'm praying for you.